One of the most watched British dramas on public TV here in the U.S. happens to feature its setting in a small fishing village in Cornwall as an integral part of the storyline. Joining us right now from his home studio in England for a behind-the-scenes look at how Doc Martin is filmed on location is the star and co-producer of the series, Martin Clunes. Martin, thanks for joining us on Travel with Rick Steves. Hi, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Your show is set in a cute little village on the northern coast of Cornwall, Port Isaac, You've turned it into a fictional fishing village, Port Wen. Yeah. How did you choose Port Isaac for the location of your show? Well, it's sort of, in a way, that, that kind of chose us, because there was a film called Saving Grace uh, that was made in Port Isaac, and mm. in it I played a doctor called Martin. Sky Pictures, who made that movie, which was more successful in the States, curiously enough, than it was in England, although it was an English cast, you know, set in England. But Sky, who made that, wanted us to... They tested that character of the doctor, and... We set about a little kind of franchise of making some spin-offs from that movie for TV. Okay. Um, with me playing that doctor. And then they folded <laughs> after we made the first two. But these were of a different... The character from the film Saving Grace, who was called Martin, same as me. Because when, when I told people I'm going to be talking with Martin Clunes, you've got such a following in the United States. When you think about the, the phenomenal success of the series... Do you attribute it to just a, a quirky look at a small-town English community or the, the crankiness and the honesty of Doc Martin or, or the quaint setting or what? I think it's got to be um, a combination of the lot. I know that, that we were surprised after the first season how much people picked up on the, the sort of love story. Yeah. Uh, and, and so we kind of focused with subsequent seasons on that. And that has usually been our main motor and, and remains that, you know, of, of trying to do something new between... The Doc and Louisa, because it, we didn't want it to get uh, repetitive. Plus, you know, we don't have the luxury. We can't really afford a huge table of writers like you guys have. Um, <laughs> so we've got a small bunch of writers. And it's a really hard thing to write when you have a main protagonist who doesn't like anybody and nobody really likes him. To a certain degree, is it a, like a microcosm of uh, a classic English village from, from an Englishman's <laughs> point of view? I'd hope not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> because you got these quirky characters, you know, the lazy receptionist and, uh, you know, a dull cop and uh, a beautiful school teacher. It, it seems like it could be a little town anywhere in Britain. Well, possibly, possibly. What we wanted to do was, you know, there's a lot of movies like Doc Hollywood and things where you have a smart city doctor being dumbfounded by, you know, the idiots he finds himself amongst. We didn't want to do that. And so we, what we tried to do was to unite a small community in horror at their general practitioner. <laughs> you know, I, I find that that's an, a very strangely appealing thing about the show, is just the crankiness and the honesty of, of Doc Martin. Mm, it's good fun, isn't it? It's great. Now, Port Wynn was uh, chosen, I mean, it worked for the movie, and the, and the townsfolk knew what it was like to be featured. What was the town's reaction now after five seasons or six seasons? Um, well, we've been through various shades of reaction from the village but actually this this season i felt more than ever before that actually uh, you know they've accepted us and you know it's it's been a double-edged sword you know it's built for visitors port isaac and they were visiting there long before we were and everything is you know all those cottages are for rent and our crew kind of live in the set but they've now got people coming outside of the short summer season here they have people from all over the world coming to visit because of Doc Martin and things. And uh, so anyone with a business there is pleased. 
Well, I think the Cornwall is, to me, sort of the epitome of a tourist zone in Britain, and all yeah, these towns along the coast are just uh, geared up for tourism. So from an economic point of view, it must be a huge plus. I, mean, I would imagine the nearby towns are, are jealous of Port Isaac. Um, yeah, I guess so. But it's not so great for second homeowners because, the you know, the peaceful little place. <laughs> right. They brought their second home, <laughs> you know. But to be honest, we're there more often than they are. <laughs> to me, the, the charm of it is uh, the appeal of, of Cornwall. When an American thinks of Cornwall, that's sort of the epitome of quaint. And it's just such a delightful, you know, venue for all of this fun, mm. quirky, small-town action. When people in London look at Cornwall or, or Port Wen or Port Isaac, is that their cliché also? Or what do they think about Cornwall? No, I think... Um... You know, lots of people grew up going to Cornwall for holidays and mm-hmm. things. It's in a lot of people's makeup, you know, to to visit Cornwall because it's. I think it's the only bit of England that's like that. It's the only place that has a surf culture. The North Shore of Cornwall has a surf culture now. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, yeah. South Coast is better for sailing, and it's right. sort of more. You get palms growing there, and it's golden sandy beaches. But the North Coast, where we are, is rugged and tough. And I think that's also. We use, you know, aerial photography sometimes to just show where that village is. It's sort of tucked in an armpit of the coast. That is a beautiful dimension of the show, and it seems to me you put a lot of energy in that just to remind people this is a dramatic, gorgeous slice of Britain. Yeah, we do. We are at great pains. If you're going to take a picture, take a nice one. And, we're, you know, we're blessed with that set. And to get that depth when you shoot across the harbour of the background is lovely. And we're, I think we're the last drama in England to still be shot on film. Ah, now why do you do that? Because we like it and we still think it looks nicer. Rebecca's on the line in Granite Bay, California. Rebecca, thanks for your call. Thank you very much. Yes, I got involved uh, watching Doc Martin during my chemo recovery. I had been watching a lot of murder mysteries and, and I do like that. But uh, when I saw Doc Martin, I thought I would give that a try and... I was so delighted to see this unique story with these quirky characters in this beautiful setting over there in, in England along the coast and the, the flowers and the seagulls and the unique storylines. It was just a refreshing show to watch, and I had to pace myself so I didn't uh, go through too many of the episodes too quickly, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was a delight to watch, especially during oh, that difficult that's great. time. and. From watching that, I determined that I was, when I heard you were going for Series 6, that I would come to Port Isaac and come see it for myself. So uh, it was a special thrill to meet uh, many of the crew and the cast. I got my picture with you, uh, along with uh, many other your admiring fans that uh, came to Port Isaac. And uh, it, was, it was a very delight. Uh, the people that I met uh, as part of your crew were great. The whole experience there in Port Isaac, it was just a fabulous trip. I, I couldn't oh, believe so the year before when I was ill that uh, such a thing could happen. It was like falling through my computer screen and finding myself there in Port Isaac. Oh. It, it was fabulous. So, thanks for I'm the so pleased. experience, I'm... and I hope the show does continue uh, and go on. I with, think we've uh, got one more in us. So you got, you're, you're committed to a Series 7 then, Martin, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Hey, Rebecca, what was it like being in Port Wen or Port Isaac uh, when they're filming there? Uh, well, it was really interesting. Uh, you know, what other opportunity would you have to actually watch, especially one of your favorite programs, but to watch how things were being handled? And, and the crew uh, that we dealt with, I know 
some of the crew by first name, and they would wave to me when I would walk by at times, and even, uh, you know, uh, some of the, the cast were lovely, and they you would see them from day to day and chat with them, and wow. they would, you know, say hello. They were just so gracious. I always wondered about the beautiful flowers that were there, how much might have just been added for scenery, but uh, those wildflowers are genuine and fabulous. And to hear the seagulls and, and to see the, the ocean right there, it was, it was just a delight. It was so much more than what I dreamed. Oh, there's a good smell to it, too, isn't there? A good smell of the sea. Yes. You know, that's a charming, very understandably attractive part of Britain, the southwest corner of Britain. Rebecca, thanks so much for your call. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Thanks, Post, Rebecca. It's nice to talk Thank to you, you. again. So, Martin, when, when tourists and visitors and fans of the show are there, is there like a ribbon set up where people stand behind the line and they actually watch you work? Um, no, I don't think we're as elaborate as a ribbon. But, <laughs> uh, you know, somebody... Kind of somebody says stand back, yeah. And what's great is that nowadays, when we first started and nobody knew us, we were a real nuisance to holidaymakers. But now most of the holidaymakers have come to see us. So they're really on side and really quite... Um, you know, supportive of our endeavours and they like to watch it. And but a little bit too much. Once we had a, there was one episode where oh, I was being rude to someone and uh, oh, it was Louisa <laughs> stuck an ice cream on my forehead. Hmm. And it, you know, it took a few takes and there'd been experiments with prop men and consistency and stickiness of ice cream. <laughs> and we'd had a few test runs and everything. And I think we got about maybe four or five takes and, you know, there was a lot of cleaning up and everything. And what we wanted was for the cone to just stick and stay on my forehead for, you know, four or five seconds. And that must have been entertaining for the other guests. Well, yes, it wasn't. And then, until then, finally, we got it and the thing stuck and they started clapping. <laughs> so we had to go again. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, live audience. But it's not least, a live yeah, audience show. <laughs> it's uh, supportive. And we got Oliver on the line in Arlington, Virginia. Oliver, thanks for your call. Oh, hi. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I've been to Port Isaac a couple of times and uh, saw the filming. But my question mostly is regarding the um, filming outdoors. And I know that it's for the beauty of the show, for the beauty of the, the scenery and the background and everything. But how do you think that... Um, filming outdoors adds to like the storyline because there's a lot of trouble and a lot of work to shoot all of those scenes outdoors and I mean I guess you really could have just had a few shots of the doc walking up to his house and the doc walking here but you guys spend so much time outdoors shooting so I mean apart from it just being beautiful scenery how do you think it adds to the storyline? I don't. uh, I I don't know if it always does necessarily add to the storyline but you're not just selling the storyline, you know. I think we use the countryside for its texture and because it's sort of, it's as much about where it is as what is happening in any story, I think. But, uh, I mean, it is almost gratuitous, <laughs> the <laughs> amount we film outside, but we like it that way because, yeah. you know, it is. it does look nice and we don't get a lot of great weather over here. The minute the sun comes out when we're shooting the season, we just get out there, even if it's a second unit, just taking nice pictures of the sea or whatever, just to, you know, to, to give the program that texture. You must have to flex with the weather a lot. I mean, do you do indoor, you got a list of indoor scenes and outdoor scenes? Well, we, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, that, that has its difficulties because none of the cast live in Cornwall. They mainly live in hmm. London. 
um, and so they've all got to be shipped in. If they're not in, when you want, you know, when you have to make a change, you've got to bring them in. If they're free and if they're ah. under contract that week, blah blah. It's a nightmare for my wife, but uh, we do it. <laughs> well, thanks for your call. Oh yes, thank you. And it it really is a great place to visit and see. The filming is is really very very exciting. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Sarah's on the line from Chicago. Thanks for your call, Sarah. Hi. Uh, Hi. Thank you for taking it. Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, great-grandmother was from Cornwall, from St. Minver, actually. Oh, and very nice. I named after her. And I guess I've never been to Cornwall. I, of course, intend to at some point. But I guess I, I wonder what, what the personality of someone from this area is like. You know, I mean, does being so remote, you know, sort of infect their worldview in any way. And I mean, I'm just trying to get a sense of what it is. I'm not talking about the kind of stereotype of what people think about Cornwall, but your impressions, you know. My impression is, is of uh, a, a whole bunch of really isolated communities as in each village. There were huge gaps between the villages. There still are. Uh, it's not a densely populated area and it's not a rich area. But obviously with, you know, motor cars and roads and everything, they're all kind of linked now. But I still think there's a lot of disparate little communities. There's one, not particularly, not a tourist town, but it's called Delabol, and we use their school. And that's my kind of yardstick, because Port Isaac is beautiful and sunny and a tourist trap, but that gives it, there's a sort of artificiality to it, to the community, in a sense, certainly from my perception. But in Delabol you could cut that community with a knife. Hmm. It's so palpable. It's on the streets. It's on the message board of the school. It's on the faces of the school children. We always use the, the children from the school. And Doc Martin, <laughs> the show's been on longer than their lives now, and it's sort of part of their folklore. <laughs> um, and even if, is... I turn up, if I turn up in a Hawaiian shirt to open a playground or something, they, they, they still come, here comes Doc Martin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Martin, that, is, that town is called Delabo. Delabol. Delabol. It was, uh, okay. yeah, famous for a uh, grey roofing slate. Very beautiful, very figured. Uh, okay. uh, and it has a giant mine there, but the the bottom fell out of the mining industry. It's quite, it's not depressed, but, you know, employment isn't high out, outside of the tourist season. So we, we have that dimension of, well, they're small remote towns, but also you've got the Cornish culture, and, and, and Cornwall had its own language until uh, modern times. Is, is there a, a dimension of that that adds to the charm of the area? Or the distinctness. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it's got a, it, there's a huge identity here, yeah. But it is that identity of, the, there is a remoteness, and there, especially on the north coast, the trees are very short, and they're usually bent over by the wind in the winter. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Sarah, thanks for your call. Thank you very much for taking it. Okay, and enjoy the, the new series of Doc Martin. Oh, I definitely will. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I'm Rick Steves. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with Martin Clunes about Cornwall, and that's where Doc Martin is set. Martin is debuting the sixth series of Doc Martin all over the United States on public television. It must be just a lot of work to put together a whole new series of Doc Martin. Why do you do it? Why? Yeah. Um, that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, is it gratifying, or is it just to contribute to your business? Or, or? Oh, yeah, no, it's really gratifying, and it's really great. You know, I never dreamt I'd be talking... Um, to an American author <laughs> <laughs> about our little series, you know, and because we do think of it as our little series because we don't have a big company. It's just me and Philippa in a desk, really. When we're not in production, there's nothing to us. 
you know, and we run yeah. our farm. Now, with all of your success and all the pressures on your creative talent, how do you relax and just kick back? Well, you know, we've got these, we've got lots of horses. We have lots of dogs. Well, we farm. That's not very relaxing, but mm. it's nice to be able to strut out with the dogs and stay on your own land for an hour. Sounds like the good life in the south of England. Yeah, it is. It is a good life. It's a really good life. Yeah, it's muddy. Martin, for all of your fans uh, here in the United States, congratulations and thanks for your work, and it's been a delight talking to you. Thank you very much indeed. And we'll stay tuned for the new series of Doc Martin. Best wishes, Martin. Thank you. Each year, Rick Steves tour guides take free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through England, Scotland, Ireland, and beyond, one small group at a time. This year, we're featuring tours of the best of Ireland, the best of Scotland, the best of England, and London. For a free catalog and Rick's Tour Experience DVD, visit the tour pages at ricksteves.com. <laughs>